Think of the difference between an iPhone video and a Sundance film. Camera audio versus a studio track. A novice or someone with experience. Sure, each has their place, but which will have maximum impact? Summer Shower Productions, a black-owned, woman-owned production company built to create valuable and inspirational content for you. Whether it's a promotional video, a short film, interviews, event photography, or utilizing our extensive editing and post-production tools to take your already captured content to the next level. We always bring creativity, integrity, and passion to every project we produce. So, consider Summer Shower Productions for your next project. Let's build something great together. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, back in the building. Dr. Sean Thomas here. I just want to let you know about an awesome summer camp called Nori. Nori Summer Camp is a place to be. As one of the leaders in STEM education, Nori exposes young people to the ever-changing world of technology while showing both boys and girls how fun science and technology can truly be. For more information on how to be a part of this amazing program, visit www.nori.com forward slash summer for more information. Or you can email me directly, drshawn at bemoretoday.com for a discount code which gives you $100 off of your registration. Let's continue to show our kids how great we can be and we can be more together if we just continue to share the knowledge and share the love. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again back in the building, Dr. Sean Thomas here, episode 62 of the Be More Today show. We are back, we are back, we are back in the building. And folks, just have to be alive. I'm not going to lie to you. It feels great to be here, uh, to still continue to uh, see great people doing great things. I say ordinary usually, but I recognize that everyone on the show has been great. There are people who are doing amazing things in the world that you might not know about. And I love just highlighting those people and sharing with the world what they've been doing. Before I talk about today's guest, Be More Today again is a movement. We've been doing shows all over the place. It's actually season two of the Be More Today show. We're in episode 62. We're heard in 36 countries. So we're moving, we're grouping, we're trending everywhere. All the people who've been listening to us and giving support, I really appreciate you. I thank you so much for your love, your support, your dedication to listening to my voice every single week. Every single Monday, I really appreciate it. And again, I always say it's a labor of love, but it's really a lot of fun getting out here and sharing uh, what we've been learning about people. And, you know, the great thing about this time of the year is that now that things are opening up, people really getting out there and doing more things and recognizing that it's it's cool what we've missed, right? We've missed the interacting with people. We miss seeing people's faces. I, I recognize that people look a lot different with a mask on than without a mask on. And even though it's only half of their face, literally, it's like a totally different person that you're seeing. And I forgot what people look like. And at my job, I see people with masks all the time. So I forget who's who because it's kind of hard to differentiate just eyes and hair all the time. But when you see people's faces, actually, for the first time in 18 months, it's just really uh, uh, reinvigorating. And it's, it's it's kind of like an exciting time to see people again just out there doing certain things. So I'm appreciative. I'm happy to be here. And my quote today is as simple as always. It says, life isn't about who you once were. It's about who you are right now and the person you have the potential to be. 
So I thought we've all been saying, this is the time for us to get out there and to revive ourselves, to renew ourselves, to renew our journeys, right? This is a good restart for all of us to get out there and just to be better, be different, be more. And my guest on the show today embodies that. Uh, she is uh, someone who I've met at church a long time ago, but we've had so many interactions uh, during races, during the marathon, during Spartan races, during workouts. She is uh, the epitome of positively being poised, if you will. And her name is Vanessa Fredericks. Now, white glove etiquette was founded by Vanessa, right? Vanessa White, to help foster the ideas of proper etiquette and leadership training in social business and educational settings. Now, they offer a comprehensive program of individual and corporate business etiquette, as well as social etiquette, including dining instruction for children, teens, and adults. The mission of White Glove Etiquette is to empower individuals in commanding the art of civility, refinement, and respect. The underlying philosophy of the business is, and its founder is that knowledge and mastery of soft skills, such as the social graces build confidence, changes lives, and develops leadership capabilities. Studies have shown that the attribution of success in business today is 15% technical knowledge and 85% people skills, which are called soft skills. Soft skills include interpersonal skills and business and social etiquette. White glove etiquette can help you refine your soft skills for social and professional success. It will teach you the skills you need to be positively poised in every social and professional setting. Now, Ms. White has trained and was certified by the Washington School of Protocol in 2007 and the Etiquette and Leadership Institute in 2017. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Behavioral Science with a minor in Business. And since 2007, she has provided instructions on etiquette conducting programs throughout the United States. She was also conducting uh, writing on social graces for an online magazine and continues her instruction on the virtual platform. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to the stage, White Glove Fitness, Positively Poised, my girl, Vanessa White. Vanessa, what's going on? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I am ecstatic to be here. Um, to just walk you through my life in etiquette. So thank you. It's no problem. I really appreciate you being on the show today. I appreciate your time clearly. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I was thinking about our in interactions for the last couple of years. We, we've done a lot of similar things together um, from the Spartan races that we did, you know, nearly like 10 years ago when we started doing this thing to the marathons that we run uh, to our workouts we've been doing online virtually. Um, it's just really been fun connecting with you in, in various ways. And I think a lot of people don't know the intricacies of, of your life. Um, I didn't know that you had actually a history in being an insurance broker and doing a pharmaceutical representative work for 20 years. I mean, I would have never even known that. So the, 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 the vast knowledge that you have, um, I'm always amazed by that. And I'm always amazed by how you uh, weave all these things together uh, to, to do great things for the community. And I think white glove etiquette really embodies that. So I have to have you on the show to talk about that because I've been watching you on Mondays, seeing your content out there. I think it's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just want to um, say something. The other day I was looking through, I think it was yesterday, I was looking through my Google highlights and you know how they give you highlights from 2015, 2013. And one of the first Spartan races came up oh, with yeah. my nephew at the time. And nice. I, I was climbing the rope. I was like, wow, if I could only do that again, I think I can. But 
<laughs> no, it's true. It's funny because yeah. I don't know. We were in we're in good shape now. We were in great shape for those. Yeah, yeah. And yes. uh, somebody yes. asked me, they were like, yeah, maybe we'll do another Spartan race. And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> If I'm exactly. in any kind of Spartan shape at all to hop back on a rope and pull up and we'll see, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We were yeah. fearless at that time. Fearless crawling yeah. through tunnels. We don't know what type of bugs were in there. Exactly. We just crawled through them going over walls. It was just amazing. It was an amazing time. We were fearless. Yeah, exactly. 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 So listen, I know that, um, white glove etiquette is, is your baby. It's your business. Um, it's funny because I think the the practice of etiquette, um, for some, they may say it was like a, it has been a lost trait or a lost skill, but you've really used your 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 craft and your and your your time to reinvent and and revive this 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 sense of etiquette and etiquette training, etiquette knowledge. Can you explain to us what white glove etiquette is? Well, white glove etiquette really started out as positively poised. And that's my Gmail uh, um, address as well. And in 2007, when I decided to start a company, it was under Positively Poised. And I, I love the name. I, I love the logo that I had, everything. And when I went back for certification, the marketing director said to me, well, Vanessa, maybe you should change the name. I'm like, why? Positively poised is great. He said to me that it lends more to teaching girls etiquette, only women etiquette. And that's a pet peeve of mine because when people think about etiquette, they automatically think about little girls, women, oh, they should be graceful, they should be ladies. But our ladies want to look for a gentleman. So when do we start teaching our young men etiquette? So that that's one of my pet peeves is always trying to reach out to our young men, our men to make sure that they have the social graces. I just did a workshop with um, an organization where the young men were phenomenal. All men, all young, young men, they were phenomenal. They were engaging. They were excited. And you can tell that they were, they were grasping the knowledge of social graces. And another thing is that when people think about etiquette, they only think about using a knife and a fork and saying please and thank you. But it's so much more than that. We can go into the business realm of etiquette, which increases your leadership skills and of course, your social skills with the dining um, and social graces. But Positively Poised and White Glove Etiquette started, um, started from a lady that took me under her wing. Her name is Valerie Bennett at City Tabernacle Church. And I know that you're familiar with her. And she took me under her wing and I worked with her with the carnations that she held at the Waldorf Astoria, which are now uh, condos in Manhattan, the Waldorf Astoria, legendary hotel. And she started in 1963 doing the, the carnations there at the Waldorf Astoria. And um, she was 36 years old at the time. And when I looked back at the pictures that she had of, of, of the carnation, 
it was it had to be at least a hundred debutantes and escorts with the ladies in waiting, with the sub debutantes, and that intrigued me so much. So she wanted me to teach her debutantes how to curtsy, how to have social graces. Meanwhile, I've never been a debutante, mm. never had that experience. And I had to now teach them how to curtsy, how to show up in a social um, arena and just be graceful. So I said, in order to put some credibility behind my name, let me go to charm school. And that's what I did. I went to the Ophelia DeVore uh, School of Charm in the Empire State Building. It was a few blocks from where I was working as an insurance broker. And in the evening I would go there, I think it was a a three month course. (laughs) I paid $2,000 for it or something like that. And I was trained by the son of Ophelia DeVore. Ophelia DeVore was a model. And I, I met her one time, she came up to the office one time and I met her at that one time. I was just so happy to meet her, but I got my social grace introduction through the Ophelia DeVore School of Charm. And then I went on to get my certification from the Protocol School of Washington under the leadership of Doretha, Doretha Johnson, who is a leading expert uh, in etiquette. And uh, when I wanted some more information in 2017, I was told, well, Vanessa, you have to recertify again. So I went back to the Etiquette Leadership Institute and recertified to have my recertification in etiquette. Wow. That's my journey. That's incredible. (laughs) I've been, I've been, uh, I did one of the debutante ceremonies, debutante, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I was, I guess, one of the escorts, one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember being at the World of Astoria, actually. Yep. I did that, that same, um, that same ceremony. And it was, it was so elegant. Um, And it it was, it was an experience I remember and I was gracious to be a part of clearly. but I know that that experience is not shared with others. Like there's just so many people who will never get a chance to be in that environment, be in that arena. Um, you know, we, we see and talk about black excellence and all that kind of thing. But I think that for me was a moment where I really felt, wow, this is, this is nice. Um, and I, and I've been in other areas and arenas where, you know, based on the schools that I've gone to, I've been in very, very posh environments and very, very, you know, posh dinner environments and what have you. And, this was just different. There was just a level of elegance and excellence and 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 respect between the, the genders. And it almost felt like a fairy tale, to be honest, in terms of the way that it was really conducted. So just having that ability to, to share that with young, other young people. I mean, I remember that, t- and I was 16 at that time when that happened. I remember it now to this day. So it was an experience that I will never forget. So for you to be able to give that experience to others, um, I, I know personally that's something that is a, a lifelong lasting attribute and trait and experience they can take to other part, parts of their lives. So I absolutely, I that. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's not dead. Actually, I am in discussions with, uh, Philip de Leon, who was also a part of the carnation to restart it, to get it going again, because when sister Bennett died, it, just fell to the wayside and all the underwriters for the program have passed on. And it's just a matter of us getting it up and running. It, Carnations are big in the South. 
And we just want to bring it back to the North Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're giving our young ladies and our young gentlemen something that they can look forward to, to train them on their leadership skills and their social graces. And it's, as I said, it's just not all about knowing how to cross your legs and say, please, and thank you and use a knife and a fork. It's so much more. Right. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because I, I was thinking about all the stereotypes that kind of go along with this. Yes. In videos yes. or in movies, you know, walking around with books on top of their heads and, and you know, this, <laughs> that to, to some is just, oh, this is etiquette. And like you said, the, yeah. the fork and the knife and what what, mm-hmm. what fork to use and what size is your, your cup going to be on and those kind of things. Right. Yes, those things are very, very valid. But there are so many other things that that go into etiquette. Yes. And, you know, in your bio, you talked about these soft skills that um that people really use when it comes to learning. Can you talk a little more about the importance of these these soft skills and how they really transfer over into interpersonal and business etiquette? Absolutely. It's just a matter of having respect and civility. For instance, a lot of people, they don't know how to deal with someone who's rude. They feel that they need to attack as well because they're ego and maybe people are watching. But mind you, be careful because you're not sure of exactly what that person went through for the day. You're not sure if that person had a very challenging interaction with someone just before being rude to you. So the best thing that you can do is wish that person a good day and walk away. Because if you start to engage, you don't know if you're going to hurt that person or that person will hurt you. So just be careful. There's so many other soft skill training that we can approach in terms of communication strategies, business etiquette, uh, contract management, some of the soft skills, critical thinking, thinking outside of the box, customer support. All of that embodies soft skills. And I have corporate training programs that I teach from that embodies all of that. That's amazing. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I, I think about all of the, um, we go, I, I used to call them life skills, but they are soft skills. Yes, yes. You really would be able to apply to other things besides, you know, what you're learning. And, you know, COVID-19 has, has kind of been that that weird but interesting um, situation where a lot of people have either used this time to do great things or use this time just to kind of, you know, go through it and kind of be in their, in, in their hole, in their bag or whatever else. But I think you've really used this time to, to elevate your platform. I've seen you do so many things to really elevate um, white club etiquette and to showcase what people should be learning on a regular basis. I know you have your Monday um, morning talks I see on Instagram and on social media, and I appreciate those. I, I watch those every single Monday myself. Thank you. <laughs> Monday as well, so I'm watching. Thank you. Um, but what has been, what have been some of the keys to you um, building this platform during this time? And what are some of the skills you think that um, people should be walking out of this quarantine session um, and embracing? Because I think a lot of the social skills that you've been teaching, um, for the most part, we're, we're geared towards, you know, our regular interaction between people, yes. right? But now that we're coming out and there's so many other virtual meetups and virtual groups and social dating and virtual dating and online this. And does that change the etiquette scheme at all for you? Do you teach different things based on that scheme or is it the same platform you think for everyone, no matter if it's going to be virtually or, or in person? 
Well, based on our, our virtual interactions, a lot of people had to get up to speed very quickly in terms of what they needed to look like on a virtual platform. For instance, your background, making sure that your background was pleasant, making sure that you're always engaged with the person who is uh, um, who has the audience or who is speaking, making sure that there's no food around and that you're fully dressed. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, I know that people say, oh, you only have to dress from the waist up. But what if you had to get up from your desk and you forgot to turn off your camera? What's the harm in taking the two seconds to put on a pair of pants or um, a, 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 you know, a skirt or something that will match your top? There's no harm in that. So you know, those things are challenging. Not eating while on a virtual platform. Some people have made that mistake. I've done, um, excuse me, I've done some virtual church programs where people will have their camera on and because they're relaxed and they're listening to a sermon online, they'll start eating or they'll start snoring, sleeping. So you have to be mindful of what you're doing virtually. You really need to engage, be aware of your surroundings and be dressed for it. In terms of my platform and coming out with white glove etiquette social media had to do a lot with it last summer i did a tea in the park with uh, a friend of mine who's also an etiquette instructor her name is sabrina martinez and she has a charm and etiquette school so she asked me to do the tea with her and instruct the participants there how to take tea and that's one of my favorite things i did a networking tea not too long ago in april to elevate businesses, small businesses. So we connected and made sure that we are following each other now. I was part of another social media group where we would follow each other and post each other's posts, repost, and make sure that we were putting our names out there. I did a procrastination workshop with the Parliament um the Phenomenal Woman Empowerment Association, which I'm a part of. So yes, just getting myself out there and getting other companies out there. I've been supporting businesses left and right, <laughs> making sure that I'm on board with them. And I'm so happy to do that. And we've stayed connected. So this up, uh, this COVID, um, this COVID uh, place that we're in has really gotten us to a place where we're networking a lot virtually and also supporting each other. And it really has made a difference. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I saw some pictures of your outdoor um, event a couple months ago. So I was, I was happy to see that. And I was happy to see again, that there were some guys there and, you know, yes. I'm, I'm always curious that you mentioned earlier that the etiquette has always for the most part, even in movies and whatnot, really been focused on females, right? Yes. You said crossing your legs and, and doing what you have to do. What are some of the things that um, that you, you've learned that are more geared towards what guys should be doing in terms of etiquette as well? And what are some of the ways that you're bringing these guys in? Because I know it can be a hard sell sometimes trying to yes. not convince, but just encourage you know young men and men in general to to recognize that their etiquette also 
is very right. important. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the things that we always ask a gentleman to do is to open the door for a lady. But not very many gentlemen or ladies know that with a revolving door, the gentleman should always go first. And the reason why is that he's pushing the weight of the door so that the lady behind him does not have to do that. Another thing is that when entering a restaurant, yes, we would love for the young lady to go first. We hold the door open for her. But a gentleman should walk in first to survey the place first and then have her come in behind him. Another thing is a gentleman's that gentleman should always face the door when sitting in a restaurant or anywhere just to protect the young lady from any type of unsavory interactions that might come about. So little things like that. Listen, I didn't, I didn't know two of those. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I knew about the door thing. Cause I always, whenever we sit on a restaurant, I always have my, my back to a war. I'm looking right. I, I do that for sure. Right. But right. yeah, I, I, I feel like I've always been, the one to open up a door and let someone go in first. I've, mm-hmm. I've always been in the revolving door. Mm-hmm. I guess that goes back and forth. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know those things. And I think those definitely tips that, you know, other men should definitely know and, and, and should be taught in, in an environment that is conducive for us to know that and to be able to share that, you know, with our generation moving forward. So absolutely, those, those are great tips. Those are great tips. Anyone and it could also, um, I'm sorry to interrupt okay, you. Yeah, please. Yeah. It could also be a little struggle because we have social etiquette and professional etiquette where women want to be treated as equals, of course, to men, of course. Now, in a professional environment, if you're at a business dinner, there is no need for a, a man to really rise from their chair because he's treating you equally if you're leaving the table. In a social setting, yes, you would get up and acknowledge that you're leaving the table. So it goes back and forth. It That's can be interesting. tricky. Yeah, so how do you, okay, so hold on a second. So <laughs> because no, this, I think this is a very interesting you know, topic. I, I, feel like, I feel like a lot of people, and I, I guess I'm, I'm, blaming, I'm blaming movies mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of movies I'm watching Sopranos right now for the first time, right? So, yeah, I never saw Sopranos ever. So my wife and I are watching, we're on season four. That's like our our nighttime thing that we watch. And it's it's a lot. But, you know, it's a very specific environment or specific time frame, Jersey, Italians, whatever, right? It's it's very specific. But even looking at the interactions on the show, there are so many formalities that happen in there. And a business related in terms of who sits, like you said, um, you know, when everyone comes in, they give a kiss to mm-hmm. each other. You know, when the guys walk in, they all stand up for the females. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just threw a monkey wrench in this whole situation. I think that that is very, very poignant to think about the social versus the professional environment that I don't think I've ever thought about in terms of when would I stand up or sit down. And in, in most movies, you always see people, especially the the, the male especially if you're looking at, at, at theme movies like in the 60s, 70s, right. even, even before that, 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. everyone's getting up if a female right. walks in the room, right? Right, right. Whether it's work-related or not. But to, 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 to bring it now to our current time frame where you're saying if it's a work environment and we're talking about equal, equal, right, which is great, um, you know, are some people, do you think, do you think, are some people going to be offended if, if that is not 
um, carried out. So, you know, if, if it's a work environment situation, but someone's not standing up when they walk into a room mm-hmm. or not opening up that chair for the other person, is, is there that recognition that this is now a professional environment versus I'm offended now because I thought this was a social environment? How, how, does, how do people neg- negotiate that or how does that work? Right. Well, the, the blessing is that a lot of people probably won't even know the difference. <laughs> so, you know, they'll be like, OK, well, he didn't stand. He didn't stand. And that's yeah. OK. But for people of a certain age, they would probably expect that. Etiquette is not set in a time warp. Mm. I have an etiquette book from 1948. No, I'm not that old, but it was gifted. It was gifted to me. It was a Vogue etiquette book. And the things that they have in that book at that time, we are definitely not doing it now. So it does. Etiquette does change over time. There are the concrete things that are just still in place in terms of your dining and other social graces. But yes, when it comes to professional etiquette, there are changes there as we move into a more modern society. So as women, we should not expect a man to rise each time we're leaving the table or we come into the room. On a, on a social setting, yes, that would be nice. Now, for a professional business setting, it's not expected. Yeah, yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, I, I think about it more in terms of you know everyone says that chivalry is dead. That term is always thrown out there for random. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it really depends on you know the environment or the situation. Yes. Talking about yeah. if it's chivalry is 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 uh, socially yes, definitely mm-hmm. but professionally. It may have to die in certain situations because it's not really warranted based Maybe. on based on the situation. So mm-hmm. that's a very I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that at all. Maybe because my 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 job as a therapist is not so much, you know, dining with people. Right. Exactly. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting concept. And I think you're right. I think uh, etiquette, like you said, changed with, with the timeline. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see. Where this, where this goes in terms of etiquette for the future, right? Um, listen, I, I know you do a lot of the etiquette stuff in terms of working with businesses and corporations. What are your thoughts as I as I wrap this segment up on etiquette for you on, you know, the, the Me Too movement has been very, very big in the last couple of, well, years clearly, but in the last year specifically with all the things that have been happening around the world in terms of um people just going down, right? For, for, for poor etiquette, if you will, right? In, in the business, in the business setting. Um, what are your thoughts on ways that businesses can do better in terms of applying the etiquette? Because I think a lot of it can really be etiquette-based, right? In terms of how you socially act with people at your job. Um, what are some of the things that you're sharing with businesses um, and business people when it comes to etiquette and ways to interact in, in, the, in the work environment? Basically, simple training, just giving them the knowledge of things that are here to stay and what to do in certain situations. I I brought up an example of somebody being rude and you can have rude people in your workplace, of course. How do you deal with that? How does your management style or just your work ethic deal with that? And it's just a matter of constant workshop training so that you can bring people on board and just understanding where they are uh, emotionally 
in this time of COVID, a lot of people are going through anxiety, going back to the office, being around different people. They may not share your views in terms of how you would like to protect yourself, which is okay. It's just a matter of respecting where people are. For instance, um, this is really weird. I, I know someone who has been exposed, exposed to someone who has COVID. However, they don't care to wear a mask or be vaccinated and that's okay, but at least let that person who you're working with have a choice in working with you or dealing with you. So in terms of the anxiety of, of being back into the office, we just all need to have that respect for each other, whether you want to be vaccinated or you don't, which is fine. It's just respecting each other's boundaries. I hope yeah. I answered your question. I'm yeah, not sure. No, actually, yeah. I think boundaries is, is the key word. And boundaries yes. can be, um, you know, when it comes to something as simple as COVID-19 issue yeah. or mm -hmm. something as more complex as a sexual harassment issue. I think yes. those all yeah. can be the yeah. same the mm -hmm. same category of, of boundaries. And I think, yeah, Absolutely. white glove etiquette really speaks to making sure that you know how to respond in certain situations exactly. and recognizing what those boundaries should be. Mm -hmm. So um, do you do personal lessons too? Is it always just group? Yes, lessons? I do. Yes, I do. Yes. So people can know what's going on. Cause I think a lot of us could benefit from just personal yeah. couples, children, adults. It's the whole gamut. Yes. I think that's great. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you, what's interesting about you, Vanessa, is that, you know, you have this very positively poised, is again, the word I'm, I'm looking at, but you also have this fierce fitness side of you. Um, and I know you've transcended uh, the white glove etiquette to also being a white glove fitness brand for you. Talk to me about what white glove fitness is and, and where this um, cause it's, it's almost, it's, it's funny. It's almost like if, if no one knew you, right. They didn't know who you were. Um, the positively poised thing is, is very uh, specific to, mm -hmm. to who you are, but there's also this fierce beast mode <laughs> personality that you have that I've seen. And because I know you, I'm like, man, this is crazy. She goes like from left to right in the heartbeat. Can you just share with people what white glove fitness is, where it came from, what inspired you to, to, to continue to, uh, use a platform where you're putting out fitness out there and, and some of the things you do on your, on your Zoom exercises or your Zoom workouts. Sure. Well, I, I started in fitness from running track in high school and college and then just fiercely working out weightlifting um, after that, after graduating. And I would say that I was in my best shape at 45. I was like I was amazing and I looked really good. I feel at my wedding as well, seven years ago. <laughs> but um, I had just always been interested in, in working out. My whole family works out. My mother, she's in her 80s. She goes to the Y and she could do some amazing things. I remember when we were on vacation and we were in the uh, in, on the beach and she was pulling me into the water and I was like, no, mommy, I don't want to go into the water. I said, I'm going to overtake this old woman. She pulled me <laughs> right into that water. And I was so surprised with her strength. So I really 
am passionate about uh, working out and just keeping myself in shape and doing a lot of things with uh, my sisters and with you, of course, and with the church. It's just an amazing journey. White Glove Fitness came about with the start of COVID because we could not go to the gyms. Just like everyone reinvented their fitness journey when COVID started, virtual workouts were the thing. Home workouts were the thing. So for an entire year and a half, I had completed Zoom workouts on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they have just been amazing. Now for the summer, we're on a break, but I will start again. Uh, come, I wanted to start in June, which we're in June, but I'll start again come in September because we'll be back inside. It'll get darker earlier and people may just want to work out at home. But that's where my white glove fitness has come from. And I, I have to credit Ish because Ishmael said to me, well, Vanessa, you have white glove etiquette. You might as well brand yourself into white glove fitness. So that's where that came from. So I appreciate him giving me that suggestion. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know you're a gym rat. So when a gym's closed down, um, you have to find a different way. And, you know, yes. I, I I know a number of people who attend your Tuesday and Thursday workouts and they they rave about you. They talk about, you know, they want to have a better body. You know, it's all about, <laughs> it's all about Vanessa's body. I got to be like Vanessa. What can I do to be like Vanessa? So, um, yeah, I think you, you have a definite platform that has been growing and continues to inspire um not just women but you know all people really just to to get out there and and to be better in terms of their fitness um i know your family very well so yeah your your whole family works out and rocks out so it's great to see that and it's great to really see the the connection between being better for yourself on the social business side of interacting with people and also being better for yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, I think all those things really connect. And the fact that you're able to combine those two facets of your life into a, a bigger brand, um, I think it's fantastic. And I, I think that you're doing a great job. So um, I commend you and I really wish you the best in all that you do. Um, you know, Be More Today is really that this, the platform where we're trying to just highlight ordinary people doing extraordinary things and not saying you're ordinary at all. Um, but you are doing extraordinary things and, you know, the whole be more today brand as you, you've kind of been here since our inception and seeing our, our growth and progression and even help with some of the workouts we did for the conference, um, you know, uh, uh, earlier this year, um, has, has been great. So I asked everybody on the show, you know, what be more today means for them, because it can be different for everyone. And yes. you are number 62 on this show <laughs> to answer this question for me. So Vanessa White, when you hear the phrase be more today, what does Be More Today mean to you? Be More Today means doing something extra today that you didn't do yesterday. Stop the procrastination and move yourself forward to another level. Mm. That's what it means to me. Because procrastination is big amongst a lot of us. So instead of procrastinating, jump into the next level. Be more the next day, the day after that and just get right into it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Listen, what's next for White Glove Fitness or White Glove Etiquette moving into uh, the rest of this year or into next year? What's on, what's on the docket? Uh, well, um, you know, I, I was so happy to upload to TikTok. I have never, <laughs> I'm not a TikToker. I uploaded uh, one of my videos, well, all of them to TikTok 
And I was surprised within days that one of them got 6,000 views. And I know that a lot of people get much more than that, but it really took me for a loop. So I plan to do, of course, more etiquette training, more workshops, more corporate training uh, with regard to soft skills. And I would love to really do individual training, as you had mentioned earlier, couples training, and to remind people that etiquette training is not just for children. It's for an adult. It's for adults too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Any final tips you want to share with uh, aspiring fitness buffs or anyone who's interested in how to join and benefit from white glove etiquette? Well, you can follow me on at white glove etiquette on IG and on TikTok, it's really positively poised because I'm not sure how to change the name yet. <laughs> so you can follow me there. Awesome. Those two platforms. Awesome. Awesome. Vanessa White, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you so much. I really think that uh, this is huge. I think that your, your your platform is something we all can benefit from. Uh, and I hope to get Snelling in there at some point in time so she can learn <laughs> what's going on because she needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And folks, don't forget about our quotation today. Life isn't about who you once were. It's about who you are right now and the person you have the potential to be. I mean, Vanessa said it best. White glove etiquette is really about your potential uh, to go out there and use your soft skills to be better. Um, not just for the, the, the current time, but also for the future. So go out there, uh, recognize we all need some work, right? We all think we were doing things properly, but we can all figure out ways to be better in terms of how we interact with each other, in terms of our business skills, in terms of our personal skills, and even in terms of our fitness. So use Vanessa as a, as a, as a motivation for this week to make sure you go out there and you make sure you take care of your, your body physically and also take care of your body mentally and emotionally and watch how you interact with others. We cannot be rude, right? We got to be nice right. to each other and recognize that even though someone has a bad day, we have to make sure that we turn the other cheek and make sure we can get their day to be a little better. So folks, follow her on the platform that she mentioned and continue to follow us to be more today. Again, we're everywhere. Uh, check out bemoretoday.com for information on my book or the podcast. Um, our workouts, actually, you'll find some of our workouts that Vanessa also does on our YouTube page, uh, Be More Today. You can go on YouTube and follow any workout that we've done collectively for the last uh, year. So we have a bunch of workouts that are on that YouTube page. So go on there and if you need something to do, follow that and get inspired. And any questions about Be More Today or anything else, you can just email me directly at drshawn at bemoretoday.com. As always, Worst for Life podcast comes out every single Wednesday. So check it out. My boy T-Pair will doing his thing every single Wednesday. So continue to watch out for him. As I always say, folks, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life. And continue. Take your steps greatness to be the best version of you. I'll see you next week. Peace.